Ready for its presents. Fifty Randy Quiz. Hashtag Desert Dialogue. Fifty Randy Quiz. Hidden Paul. Fifty Randy Quiz. Episode one. Pilot. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to Fifty Randy Quades presents hashtag Desert Dialogue. Hayden Palms. Yeah, that's right. I figured it out. I didn't read the sheet properly before this introduction. I skipped over hashtag desert dialogue. Um, let's do that. Yeah. Well, we were trying to figure out uh, a clever like thing like Creek Chat. And like we could not figure it out. Let's not be ridiculous and say that Creek Chat was clever. Let's just say this is at least as good as Creek Chat. So we're rolling. Let's do it. <laughs> and this is our second series. It, however, is not six seasons long. It is eight episodes long. Much better. And I just I just want to say that I am your host, Chucky B. And with me, my guest co-host i don't know what we did on creek chat i don't know if, if, if the gag was you were my guest or if you were just a co-host or well i guess it's well from what i remember you were my guest on creek chat i am not your guest on hidden palms i am your co-host jt fluter flutist money oh fluter fluter flutist yes yes i get it now i didn't really quite catch it but now I totally understand. It's the pansy what you're going boy for. shit. You know what I'm talking about? Like poetry <laughs> and flutes. I didn't necessarily get pansy out of it. I just kind of got that that guy was really no. His, his dad life. literally used the word pansy. He said he didn't pursue poetry or the flute because it was too pansy for him. Getting ahead oh, of okay, ourselves yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we watched the show Hidden Palms, episode one, pilot. I love a good I love a good uh, uh, pilot being the title of an episode. Uh, Dawson's Creek had the same thing. I think a lot of shows have the the same thing. It's just called Absolutely. pilot. Absolutely, they definitely do. There is that tie-in though with Kevin Williamson being the dude who created this show. Um, and as as the greediest co-host in Fifty Randy Quades, I just need to point out that I like that you're following up on my Kevin Williamson pick with another Kevin Williamson pick. It makes me feel like I'm just really leading the curve around here. I'm the best host. I'm the greatest host. The The funny thing is, is I did not know that Kevin Williamson created this show. I thought it was created by the creators of the OC. But that's the beautiful thing about it. It just proves the universe is looking out for me and it's on my side, not yours. But maybe that's because... There's two, like, two of the main stars of this show are OC secondary characters. Yes. And they're like, here you go. You're going to get your own show. And then on top of that, the main main character, Taylor Handley, he was also on uh Dawson's Creek, right? Uh, yes, he was in Dawson's Creek. He was the the kid that Joey's babysitting job girl was dating or something i explained that really well yeah 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 yeah. he came in like super late in the series it was when they were already boston harley it was harley's boyfriend 
and I can't remember yes. his name because it really doesn't matter. Oliver. Johnny here, but Oliver always. Yes, yes. In fact, when we first when I first started um taking notes for this episode, it was written in as Oliver. Well, when this episode first aired, it was May thirtieth, two thousand and seven, which feels like a lifetime ago already. I'm gonna tell you that I'm pretty sure I watched this show live because I was ready for it. I didn't. I'll tell you what. I don't even remember hearing about it, and I'm sure you talked about it, but I didn't watch it. I'm pretty sure I was, like, fresh off the heels of no OC and not knowing what to do and needing a show, and then along comes I probably did hear about it. I was probably frustrated that the OC ended the way that it did, so I was like, I don't need another fucking shitty ripoff of the OC that's going to suck even worse than that last season did. And I just didn't. That's probably what really happened. Yeah, well, live it was uh, that was a little hard because it was completely different than the first three seasons. But nevertheless, this is hidden bombs. Hashtag desert dialogue. And just like Chuck cut himself short there, they cut this show short from thirteen proposed episodes to eight during production. But you know what? That makes our lives that much easier it makes our lives five episodes easier five hours easier and even more including i'm interested to see how i feel about the show after eight and if i'm wanting another five or if i'm like now that makes sense you know what i'd forgotten so much about this show i just know that i liked it and i'd seen it twice and on my third viewing of this first episode I want more. I wanted to watch that second episode so bad, but I was like, no, we're going to do this the old-fashioned way. You're going to wait until you're ready to record, and then you're going to watch it. We'll get into how I felt as we go on. And so this place, or this place, this show takes place in Palm Springs, California, but it was actually filmed uh, on studio in Avondale, Arizona, although parts of the first episode did get filmed in Palm Springs, uh, particularly downtown Palm Springs. Well, we're going to first introduce to some main characters for this episode in particular. And these, all of these characters are also in every episode. Of the show. So that's why I kind of deem them main characters. They stick around for the full eight? Correct. And we, as we mentioned, the our lead, Johnny, is uh, being played by Taylor Hanley. And then we got Big Bad Cliff, a.k.a. Zach. Uh, I didn't know his real name was Michael Cassidy. Oh, either did I, but apparently that is his real name. Then who I believe could have been the, or is the biggest star out of this like flock of people is uh amber heard playing greta yeah but i don't i never gave a fuck about amber heard before and then there was the whole thing with the johnny depp shit that went down between those two and i didn't give a fuck about that either and i don't give a fuck about her now and if i'm judging her just on this show i wish she'd get the fuck off of it and then we have liza witter Ooh, I didn't catch that her last name was Witter. Either did I, until I fucking was writing the sheet and saw that her last name was fucking Witter. That's why I put it in all fucking caps. Distant relative or like literally like opposite sides of the country distant? I I mean, like, it's got to be at least a cousin, right? 
Gotta be. That's what I'm saying, man. Gotta be. I mean, be. Kevin Williamson created it. He's all like, shit, we need a winner in this bitch. That's being played by uh, Ellery Porterfield. Ellery Porterfield, who does not... Okay, I was close. You're, I, I was just saying it because I wanted to point out she does not have a link on Wikipedia you can click. So my guess is this is one of the only things she did. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But I didn't look at IMDb. I didn't look at IMDb to flesh that out, but she doesn't have a Wikipedia page at least. And then last but not least, we have Gail O'Grady playing Karen, a.k.a. Johnny's mom. And she truthfully felt like the only like adult character, like quote unquote adult character that really had any like true depth or story. They were setting everyone else up as pins to be knocked down later. But as we'll discuss, those pins don't even show up on the next frame. So I don't really understand what was going on. So I'm interested to see interested to see how that plays out in episode two, where some of these characters who were introduced in my mind as who were going to be key elements to the adult world just aren't there anymore. Are they played by different people? That might be it. I mean, it could be it. I just, maybe it's just, I had read that the critical reception of this show was slightly poor based on the fact that um, it glorified, or not glorified, but it, it had like suicide and like, Drinking and drug addiction and 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 murders. Wow, and, so things that teenagers do and deal with. I don't give a fuck about what critics have to say about any of this shit, especially in two thousand seven. Like people live through that stuff, even in their teenage years. Don't be a fucking asshole about it. Like shut up. It might not be well made, but you can't criticize it for discussing those topics. And so, like, I also saw when I was looking it up that it was rated TV fourteen. And that must have been at the time, because when I watched it on Tubi, which is where our dear listeners, LOL, by the way. Lots of love. You can watch it there for free, apparently. Because that's where I watched episode one, Pilot. I watched it on YouTube, where I don't remember if there was a rating. What was it rated on Tubi? Uh, TVPG. Well, I mean, what's, is, is there any step in between those two? Is TV14 even a thing? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I would think TV 14's above TV PG. Oh, of course it would be. It'd be PG 14 and MA. And then I believe it would be TV MA. Well, this motherfucking show opens up with a dude blowing his head off. So it gets right into that shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to do like a quick breakdown of this episode. And then we'll go into depth talking about this episode. And uh, yeah, so Johnny, he's got a father who's an alcoholic and decides to kill himself in front of him while Johnny has to go to now he's got to go to rehab and then his mom moves him to a different city to start a new life and we're introduced to a flurry of characters some never return but those that do Cliff Liza Greta they're all in this crazy desert wonderland perfect perfect so this show literally opens up with, all right, it, 
we get a, the classic Kevin Williamson shot of a boy in his bedroom and we're peeking through the window, right? Like, oh, you know what? I didn't even put that together that this kid was in his bedroom. So we're starting in the bedroom. Honestly, but like after this episode is over, it has way more of an OC feel than a Dawson's Creek feel. But this first shot made oh, most. But this first shot made me go, well, there we go. But by the time we get to the end of the scene, it's like, no, this is not Dawson's Creek. Like Kevin Williamson. No. Yeah, insanity. Because well, like that they set up Johnny. I mean, like I, I have seen this show and did not remember that. Bro, check it out. Because like they set it up to where Johnny's like super smart and he's just like doing his homework and his dad's all like wasted and he's like, man, he's like, don't be too smart. You're not gonna be happy. Well, his dad is the dude from White Collar. Yeah, that's where he's from. I knew it. I was like, where is this motherfucker from? Tim Decay playing John for a minute here. And he gets like, you're too much into numbers. You need to get more into art. I used to be into art, but that's pansy shit, so I got out of it. But I need you to be a fucking pansy, son. And kid's like, listen, bro, I'm just really hard for numbers. I don't know what to tell you. He's like, he's like, Dad, I totally appreciate you being hammered and wanting to chit-chat. But I'm doing some homework, and then I got to go to bed. And he says, like, it's too late for this. And his dad, and this is, I'll tell you right now, in my notes, his dad wrote, he's it's like, the way he's like, oh, yeah, too late. I wrote, is this motherfucker about to commit oh, suicide? Yeah. Is this motherfucker about to kill himself? I, w- I was also like, it's like, wow, that seems like he's pretty fucking depressed right now. Bro, they fucking telegraphed it. I've never seen this show. But the, as soon as he said, too late, my notes like, is this motherfucker going to commit suicide? I didn't call. He was going to do it right there in the doorway, though. I thought later. No, yeah. He does it right there in the doorway. He then, right as he says that and he's walking out the door, flashes a gun, puts it up, boom, blows his head off. And, his, and fucking poor little Johnny's just sitting there like, what the fuck? They don't, like, show the gore, but they show the view, like, you're focused on Johnny over his shoulder, and his dad is in the background out of focus. But you see... Oh, you see that blood. The splatter. Yeah. You see the splatter. I was not expecting that either. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. The CW network was not fucking around. And then you cut to one year later, and Johnny's got emo bangs, and he just got out of fucking rehab. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He is... I'm sorry, but to me... To me, I hated that. I hated the quick burst of violence and then one year later. Start me one year later and reveal that other shit as we go on. I felt like it was just weak-ass writing to put that suicide right at the top and not keep that a mystery, too. But I guess they thought that would be their hook, and it obviously didn't work. Yeah, I think they were trying to go for the shock value to start the show. It's not to me. It's not worth it. To sacrifice. Not to say that it would be a great story if they revealed it later. You could show that exact scene, maybe cut down a little, like when he's telling Greta, like later when they're swimming. I'd but I'm saying you even kind of keep it. The details of that are mystery beyond even this first episode. Like, we know his dad's dead. We know that his mom is married to someone else. We know there's that whole situation, but we don't find out about that gunshot. And give me that whole scene. I don't give a fuck if you keep that whole scene you showed me. Put it in, like, episode three. Yeah, I think that they felt like they had to explain why this kid in 10th should be 11th grade is spent the last couple... He spent time in, in... 
No, like a rehab. But, but I but you can dance around that and make it maybe obvious things, something to speculate and give your answer quick enough that you're not like teasing it out for a whole season. But keep some kind of suspense there for me as the viewer too. I think just felt like giving me that prologue of hey, here's this traumatic thing that happened, and then cutting to a year later when all this wild shit is supposed I'm sure going to happen. Like it just felt weak to me. I can totally understand that. I feel like they were also trying to set up that we're like, so we know a year later, he's still really smart. He just got oh, yeah. fucked up on drugs because he was trying to deal with this super traumatic experience. And that that, that way they don't have to explain it to us later that, no, he's actually really smart. And he did all these drugs because of this traumatic experience. They're just kind of like, all right, we're just going to lay this out for you guys so you know it all already and it's like also a shock value so that works in our favor so we're just gonna do this and then roll out that like stupid one year later thing to me the the like the shock value thing is the only thing i see that makes sense because the show is obviously working in the field of mystery they're keeping characters mysterious you don't know their motivations you don't know their past you don't know what happened Uh, maybe they thought it was too much mystery to keep the main character a mystery too but i feel like it does him a disservice as a character that i already know all those details via a a three-minute scene and these other characters i'm i don't necessarily care about and maybe i'm not supposed to care about because they're the bad guy i'm i'm left in the dark about them i don't like I want to have a mystery about the person I care about too. If I'm caring about, or if I'm worried about these other motherfuckers, but now it's just like Johnny's cards are all on the table almost. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, to be honest, because it it get it it's able to just have this kid be oh okay cool like we know everything about him and we can just get behind him as a character and you know uh, see, like, but I didn't I didn't I didn't even end up there by the end of the episode. I'm not necessarily on, I'm not on anyone's side at the end of this episode. We'll get we'll get there. But this show does a weird thing where they cut from him getting out of the car with his mom and, and his new dad and the little chit chat they have. Then they go inside to what turns out to be the mayor's house with his wife, who was also on Dawson's Creek, and then their daughter. And it's like, where the fuck did these people come from? And what the fuck are they talking about? Who end up being both pretty inconsequential characters. They set up the mom blair to be something later on in the episode but as we find out this is her only episode so it obviously doesn't or at least her playing that character doesn't go anywhere but they kind of set her up to be involved in the mom's life i didn't check to see if the mayor was in more episodes but those could just be three characters got that got completely cut out and honestly it wouldn't be an issue not even a little bit. Like, they could have done stuff with them. I I think it was a little weird to have the mayor involved in shit, like, right off the bat. I just, I think they were just trying to show that only, like, the elite or something can be in this neighborhood. Well, and... I like that, because the, the one, the other mom, the redhead one, she's, like, the president of the homeowners association for that neighborhood. Yeah. And I was like, that's a character that makes sense for this. Like, she's going to be a terrible, but she's going to be the Julie Cooper of this scenario to, like, make an easy comparison. But, again, yeah. we'll never fucking know, apparently. <laughs> so, anyway. Hey, the what ifs, the what ifs. Well, we cut back to his house now, uh, Johnny's house, and they're in the backyard. They're on a golf course. They got a fucking pool with, like, a waterfall on it. Like, they're yeah, living they, large. Yeah, this is a very nice house. Very, very nice. 
Yes. So he's taking a bunch of pictures and shit like that. He's got his camera. So apparently, apparently he took to heart some of the things his dad said to him in his last drunken stupor where he's like, dude, you just got to take something and find it. He's like, just anything other than just like work. You have to find a passion for. He even like quotes about it later. I think when Greta asked him, he's like, yeah, it's my creative outlet. Yeah. And so then, yeah, he did obviously take that to heart. He gets a little weird with it at some points too, but you know. Well, he yeah. goes he goes back inside and like things are weird because stepdad's always trying to kiss on mom in front of Johnny, which is weird in its own I don't way. necessarily think it's in front of Johnny. I know. I felt I, like I was I was overplaying that. I know it isn't. Yeah, I felt like all those situations were like normal instances where the mom totally freaks out because she's uncomfortable. No, she's a terrible she's maybe the worst character on this whole fucking episode, no doubt. Because it's in the same scene where Johnny's like, Maybe I should find a meeting and she's like, I thought we were done with that shit. And I'm like, this motherfucker. Oh, yeah, what the fuck? was that about your son your what 15, 16 17 year old son literally just got out of rehab for uh, however long it was at least six months i'm gonna guess a while and you think just because you moved to another city he doesn't need to go to meetings anymore what oh no man new city new new neighborhood new life and she's just like basically trying to shame him out of it and he's like nah bitch i gotta she's go like, to a meeting she's like no we're rich now we don't have problems like that well yeah stepdad kind of like steps in and he's like yeah we've got a routine here which is to johnny like go to your meetings like he's trying to be on johnny's side but johnny doesn't give a fuck about this guy no yeah and i feel like in johnny's eyes is like all right as soon as i can get the fuck out of here i'm out of here but I didn't outwardly seem like a dick, so, like, I got no reason to hate him. So far, they haven't really made him seem like a dick. He says he's not good at golf, and the one guy even says he had a bad swing. So I respect a person who's bad at golf, especially in that kind of social circle, where being good at golf is kind of part of the deal. I mean, I'm terrible at golf. I like golf, but I'm terrible at it. Well, neither of us are living in Palm Springs, hanging out with the mayor. So no, yeah, that is very true. So unfortunately, well, Johnny goes outside now, and he sees one of the things that I, that really stood out to me the most in this episode, and that's who turns out to be Liza across the street in her garage, in the full looking out, like, like a meth head. Yeah, full out or like a, like a meth cooker. Yeah, full out chemical suit on, and like she's just she closes the garage door after he waves to her, like super weird. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so it turns out she's like the quirky, cute neighbor girl who like kind who's of who's super smart and and lives in the shadows of like the Gretas of the world, who we'll meet in a little bit here, like that kind of character. And she blows up some chemicals and shit, and her her parents run out, and her dad is fucking pissed, and she's like arguably objectively more attractive than greta that's a matter of personal taste i don't i don't know yeah and that's why i'm saying arguably and objectively i mean sure neither of them really do anything for me not to say that they're not both attractive that sounds like i'm like saying they're ugly i don't it's not that they are both attractive (laughs) just neither of them do it like so it's not like i'm seeing taylor on the oc where i'm like oh shit or even Summer on the OC, of course. Like, oh, damn. You know, neither of them here. I mean, again, I hate to be that way about this. And let's, all right, if we're going to do that, let's not overlook fucking Michael Cassidy. That dude is a goddamn dreamboat. Taylor Hanley looks he's a little very, a- He's an attractive man. Taylor Hanley looks a little alien for me. I don't really get it. He looks like he could also be a heroin addict, and I don't like that look. <laughs> 
don't like it at all. He just looks like your average kid. So we got this creepy, quote-unquote creepy, because she doesn't have a creepy vibe by the end of it, Liza across the street playing with fucking chemicals. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm interested in whatever's going on there. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, she seems to be just someone who's always lying in wait throughout this entire episode, except for one part where she looked like she was going to make her move and then she got cut off. Uh, lying in wait makes it sound a little more predatory than she is, but I know exactly what you're saying. Like I've, it was especially in that scene you're talking about where she got cut off. I wrote down like she's kind of stalking him like a like a cheetah and a gazelle. Nah, she just looked like she's like she's like <laughs> ah, this isn't something I normally do. She's very like... timid. There was no cheetah about her at all. She's very timid. <laughs> well, we get this scene where Oliver's got his camera peeking through his window Johnny. Out, it, shit johnny that call oliver yeah damn it johnny's peeking out his window with his camera being weird and then he sees the silhouette of this woman in the window or maybe he saw the silhouette then grabbed the camera either way he's being creepy with it i think he saw the silhouette and then grabbed the camera which i thought was a little creepy well th- that makes it i think creepier although just kind of spying out your window searching for anything with your camera is pretty weird too maybe i don't know maybe i'm not yeah. a, i'm not a photographer i don't know how well you can explain away being creepy just because you've got a camera no yeah i just watch tv uh, <laughs> so then so but then he sees the silhouette of a man with a knife come in and stab the shit out of this woman and he's yeah. freaking out dude when that happened i was like oh shit I don't know. But then we get the hand going through the window. And well, because I was like, at that point, I'm like, I'm like two murders. And this is like five minutes into the episode. What? It looked way too not real. It didn't match up with the realism of the suicide. So I thought it was a setup to begin. They didn't get me there, which is fine. We get a gag hand thrown through his window. And then Cliff's all like, he meets Cliff outside. And he's like, yeah, this is like my murder doll or something. I don't know. He has got all sorts of energy. He is like, yeah, all he is high on a cloud right now for sure. He's definitely portrayed to be like super nice guy, super like popular and everything like that. But as we get shown throughout the episode, he's got a pretty there's a darkness to him. What we see here is he's describing Palm Springs, Palm Springs to Johnny. He says people come here to die, but it's good that you're here because we're in need of fresh blood. And I'm like, ooh, what is that? Is that a little foreshadowing? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he brings up a little bit later that, like, that they moved into his uh, old best friend's house. Eddie. And he's all like, oh, what happened to Eddie? Did he move or something? He's like, oh, no, he died. It was an accident. Well, that comes that comes up a little bit later. But before that happens, Oliver, god damn it, Johnny just happens to see some chick just running in a backyard through the golf course he's like maybe i should just run after her so he chases her down until he hasn't chased her down anymore and then she fucking tackles him to the ground and i'm like what is going on here (laughs) a late night golf course chase with a tackle oh yeah this is pretty cool and then like they're running around in the water sprinkles sprinklers from like i don't know she's like I guess well, a free she like, spirit. She like lays on top of him for a while and like almost teases kissing him. Then they go run through the sprinklers. Then they stand in the sprinklers, staring into each other's eyes, biting their lips, getting that sexual tension real high. And then he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And she runs away and doesn't answer. Um, and that's th- Greta, and that's that. We don't know that's Greta yet. We just know this is what did you just call her a free spirit? 
This is a, some free yeah. spirit on the golf course just running loose. And this is all like the opening scene. Now, I wish she was a fucking ghost. That would have been a great hook, but she is not a ghost. No, no. We get... So, we we move to, like, the meat and potatoes of the episode, and Johnny's at this pool taking pictures, and then he's, like, snapping pictures of Greta. I think that's supposed to be Greta, right? It, no, it was Greta, but I didn't catch that it was her while she was in the pool. I didn't think it was Greta when he was taking the picture. No, I didn't know who... Well, I didn't know who Greta was at that point. You know what I mean? I knew there was the free spirit at the golf course. And then there was this woman in a black bikini at the pool who I couldn't really see well. I thought she was someone. Just someone. And so he's like taking pictures of her and then she takes his camera, deletes a bunch of the pictures. She's like, no one likes a stalker. And she steals the fucking camera. Which, I mean, no one does like a stalker. And that was pretty creepy. Zach Zach and... um. Cliff. Johnny. God Cliff damn and it. Johnny. God, Cliff, I'm not going to be able to do this, man. It's not. I'm not going to be able to stop myself. Cliff and Johnny were sitting poolside talking about who Greta was. And Cliff said she's an enigma and all this stuff. And that's when steer she comes clear. up. Yeah, steer clear. That's when she comes up, takes the camera, and then storms off. And Cliff's like, so I see you already know each other. So, like... That's when we find out that this Greta person who Eddie had been involved with is kind of crazy, apparently. And all the while, the mom's also at the pool. And she meets up with the women we were talking about earlier, the mayor's wife and all this shit. And she's just hanging out with them, doing nothing. And that's the whole thing with a lot of the adults. Yeah, and that's, I mean, like, I didn't even write down notes about them because, like, I I mostly was just like, I don't think the adults really matter in this show well this i just wanted to keep pointing out that like they're here but they're not doing anything but just being there so i'm like okay where's all this headed but in the midst of all of that we have another dawson's creek kind of echo moment when um charlie michael murray bumped heads with joey when they first met or no was it michelle williams whoever bumped heads and they met because right here johnny and liza bump heads while they meet each other and they set up. Yeah, well, he's all like, oh, I'm Johnny. And she's like, I know. And then she just like leaves. Well, he leaves and she looks back and has this little smile on her face like, oh, I just made my little meet cute with Johnny and I'm going to make this work for me later because she works at the club that they're at. If, yeah. we, if we didn't know, mention that. But uh, so that's what happens there at the at the pool. Then then we cut to this like uh, AA meeting that Johnny's at. It's at, a, it's at an Episcopalian church. Johnny doesn't say anything as far as I can tell, but there's this other side character, Jesse Joe, who's talking. Do you do you recognize Jesse Joe at all? Leslie Jordan? Have you watched all of American no. Horror Story? No. Okay. Have you watched season six? Yeah, I've watched like you watched two or three seasons. Uh, so you haven't watched Roanoke? No, no. I, 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 th- I thought about just skipping to that season and watching it. I mean, it's not worth skipping other ones to get to that one necessarily. Like they're they're all fine in their own ways. None of them are great after like the first two. We don't. Yeah, I like I like the first one really. Anyway, that's where, that's where I know Leslie Jordan from. And as soon as I saw him here, and I was like, well, this is Leslie Jordan, definitely dressed up as a woman. Jesse Joe leading this AA meeting, and you see the whole time that she's up there, he's up there talking about like being an outsider and all this other shit johnny's just sitting there like yeah yeah man preach it i hear everything you're saying right now i I don't really feel like johnny's an outsider other than the fact that maybe they weren't super rich until just recently but he feels like one 
his daddy just killed himself right in front of him. You're going to feel like a lot of things after that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's that not, was it's what, not only just, a year ago. Right. And it's not just that his dad died. His dad literally blew his own fucking head off right in front of his kid. Right in front of his kid. Like, what a shitty thing to do to your kid. I don't know if we even said oh, that yeah. earlier, but maybe it doesn't need to be said. But for the love of fucking God, if you're going to kill yourself, don't do it in front of anybody. Unless they're your mortal enemy and you think it'll matter to them. <laughs> yeah, he literally was just like trying to give his son a pep talk and be like, don't do all these things just because of the perception. Like, if you love it, do it. But I'm like, just immediately he's like, all right, well, cool now. Watch this and get traumatized. So after the meeting, Jesse, we, we get Jesse Joe and, and Johnny to meet each other for real. He comes up and he's like, hey, I haven't seen you around. Well, you hang in there because it's going to get worse before it gets better. Ha ha ha. Because she's like, you're a little, or he's like, you're a little baby. You're six months or three months or whatever. I think it was three months clean. Yeah, three months. Yeah, 90 days. And yeah, she's like, he's dressed like a woman. I just want to call him she, but I can't. He, Leslie. Oh, I even was like, oh, what a nice gal. I just go she because it's what's coming out of my mouth. Uh, Jesse Jordan is like, yeah, I've been doing this for probably my whole fucking life at this point or a very long time. And it's going to get much darker for you if you're only 90 days in. But hang in there, motherfucker. Come to these meetings. We'll get we'll see little Jesse Joe later, too. Well, then he's like he's biking through town and he sees Greta like reading a book and he's like, I'm going to go over there. And then so like they have this little cute fucking like quote-unquote getting to know you moment i hated this conversation so much there's just two people trying to be way fucking smarter than they are it just annoyed the piss out of me like that's i I didn't hate it but it wasn't like great i didn't find it cute that's the thing i know they're trying to make this cute it just felt cynical and gross and i didn't find it cute at all it made me like both characters a lot less afterwards if i'm being honest uh, I just kind of was like, all right, this kind of fits the characters that they're building for these two people. Like, they're... I don't disagree with that. It definitely fits their characters. So I was like, I was happy to see the consistency in that, but that was about it. Uh, like, it didn't really do anything for me other than like, I know it was supposed to be a moment and it was. So uh, that's what I'm going with. She asks him a couple of questions. He answers them. And then she's like, well, now it's your turn to ask questions. He's like, I don't need to. I got all my answers from your questions. And then he fucking psychoanalyzes her shit. And she's like, mm, well, I'm intrigued now. That's yeah. exactly. She even literally think I think she says the words, well, I'm intrigued. So then we go to Cliff and Eddie doing some. I mean, like there was a scene with the mom being weirded out by uh, uh Johnny seeing her and the stepdad like getting cozy on the outside couch or something. Oh yeah, and, I was. He just. But I'm just in. like, it doesn't matter. No, I was gonna just skip that one because of your attitude towards it earlier. Because you're right. Like this one especially was just him walking in on a private moment. Like why he, he can't be mad about that. No, and even if he is, fuck off, dude. Who we do see here is someone we met earlier and didn't talk about. That's Tess, I think her name is. It's uh, Cl- or, yeah, Cliff's mom. Earlier, he was helping her take a bandage off her nose job nose, which she's had done multiple times. She comes out yeah. now while they're doing, like, they're doing some yard work for her. And she comes out, and she's very excited about meeting Johnny's mom eventually. And I point that out now because I'm going to bring it up again later, too. But she seems, like, really eager to meet Karen. And I'm like, what's up with this woman? And she is a series regular, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, but I didn't really pay attention. Because, like, most of these 
adult characters I feel like weren't driving forces of any of the stories, so I just didn't really care. But I just felt like there were some leads that might have been might get picked up. I didn't look into how many people were in how many episodes until after I was making my notes. I was just trying to follow the leads they were putting out there, and I felt like Zach or Cliff's mom being a weirdo is on my radar. But who knows? We'll see. Well, that makes sense. This is the scene though this where, is it's where what you we, brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is where we get the whole thing about Eddie and him being introduced and We'll find out a little bit later that he actually was like a major, you know, like well, character. Well, Cliff even says straight up that Greta messed with Eddie's head and he didn't really like mm-hmm. that. Like he's made it clear to Johnny that he and Greta don't get along very well. Yeah, well, I mean, and he's also putting on a show. We don't know that at the point, although I, I suspect that he was putting on a show because someone's got to be putting on a show. But like, we don't know that for sure until a little bit later. Right here, it's like... This is the only story we have yet. We haven't heard Greta talk about Eddie yet. And of course, that muddies the waters more. But right here is where it definitely starts, especially when he's like, it was an accident. I don't like talking about it. Like, oh, you clammed up way too quick, buddy. Yeah. And it introduces a whole other aspect to this show that there was a character that everybody knows that was murdered or is dead. That's a hook I can get into. And again, we reveal who Eddie is and what happened to Eddie as we go along. Again, you don't fuck around with Hulu, but there's a show on there right now called Only Murders in the Building, which is great at revealing. I have Hulu, so I can always just check it out. I'm telling you right now, Only Murders oh, in the Building. Oh, and someone else just told me about this show, too. It, it's it's. I don't need to get into the details now, but it's fantastic. I really, really like it. So when they introduced the, the guy who's dead with everyone new angle, I'm like, okay, cool. That gives us some intrigue. And how did all these fucking pieces fit into the puzzle? And that's the hook here. And I was like, okay, I can get behind this idea. Well, yeah, because then we learn a little bit in the next scene. with what. Oh, let me point out, too, that Liza's watching from yes. her garage. I wanted to point that out as well. These boys are doing some physical labor in the front yard. And Liza's in her garage and decides to try on some makeup for what appears to be the first time. Yeah, it was like... I like this character, oh, I but like, it's very weird. I like it. That's what I like about it so much. Like, she's definitely going to add whatever amount of offbeat quirkiness this show has to offer. She's going to be the character that gives it to us. So I've got hope for that. Uh, but she freaks out when her mom tries to come in and like covers her face up with her mask and like yeah. she made. And that's where I'm kind of like, who gives a fuck if you're trying on makeup? Your mom will probably be relieved to see you trying on makeup if their reaction to you earlier was any indication. They're probably dying for you to put on a dress and some makeup. Her dad especially is sick of that bullshit. So we get Johnny and Greta at Johnny's house. She returns the camera. And is all like, yeah, I took some pictures of myself on there. Enjoy that later. And he's all like, oh, shit. And she's all like, let's go swimming. And he's like, you don't have a suit. She's like, who needs a suit? And she just jumps in. And so Johnny just kind of jumps in. Before before he notices she's just going to jump in in her clothes, he's like, but we're not alone. Like, thinking they're going to be skinny dipping. And after she jumps in in her clothes, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and so that was kind. That was kind of funny. They they're talking, and she's all like, "You're just sad," and he's like, "Yeah, well, how do you know that I'm sad?" And she's like, "I can just tell you're sad," and he's like, "He's like, I don't, nah, 
I'm not sad. She's like, come on, there's some darkness behind your eyes. Like, you're just sad from some reason. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, I did see my dad kill himself. And she's like, uh, yeah, so yeah, I called it sad. Okay, so for as much as I hate Amber Heard as an actor, like, it's not that bad, but that was really good. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but she's like, I like your honesty a lot. I like how honest you are with me about this shit. Like you just straight up told me your dad fucking killed himself, and I've known you for not even a full day. We met on a golf not course. Not even one episode. We met on a golf course in the middle of the night and didn't exchange names. Well, maybe you told me your name, but I already forgot it, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to this, um, like... Oh, neighborhood see, party oh, at no, the. No, no, no. It's not a neighborhood party. That is a country club gathering. Yeah, that they country do club gathering. A soiree, man, that they do twice a month. We find out from the Home Association president. They do it twice a month. I mean, rich people gotta spend their money somehow, right? Again, I'll buy it, man. I watched the OC. They had a party every fucking episode. They needed to have a party. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, every time they called for it, there's a party. So I, I was there's like, always cool. something to go to. It's an aspect that Dawson's Creek only took advantage of a handful of times. The party episode. Uh, I'd go. I'd go for a party two thirds of the episodes if they want to give me that many. I don't care. Down. But that's where we go. And we see a bunch of these adult characters. Well, there's a bunch of these adult characters mingling. And they, it's like these quick shots. And again, none of it matters. They they don't show... The, the reason why, in my opinion, there's all these quick shots and like very small amounts of dialogue, if any, from any of the characters outside of the mom is because none of them fucking matter. They're all just there to fill extra space. But again, I'm trying to look at it and see like... Is anyone going to matter? Like, are they dropping any hints here? Now, between the men, it was the mayor, the stepdad, and who I'm assuming was the home association owner's husband. They're talking about golf and how stepdad has the a stepdad bad golf is in swing. every episode. D.W. Moffat, I think his name is. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I didn't. I, they gave him a little bit here too. They gave him not as much as they gave the mom, but they gave him enough that I figured he's going to have to factor in. And I don't hate that character, but they also didn't give us much. Yeah. You know, our main characters might even change show to show with this. I don't even remember. He might be more involved later. Might not be involved almost at all. Just be a guy who's along for the ride. But we get Liza who shows up like all prettied up and she's all like, all right, I'm going to make my move. And you see her like apprehensively taking a step forward. And then we get this other character who was introduced earlier, Shelly, the mayor's daughter who inexplicably is gone the rest of the series but she steals johnny away by cutting off liza like she didn't even see her now right before this happened i do want to point out that johnny runs into jesse joe as the waiter at this country club thing and jesse joe makes it a point to say that he would like Johnny to stay away from Cliff because he's quote shifty and I'm like okay all right so Jesse Joe's got an eye on this shifty Cliff character and and then he's also like I'd prefer to see you at a meeting so like yeah I understand you're here but like keep your fucking head up these are the hard times I'm talking about buddy like that's Have kind of the water. subtext and I think he was getting water anyway because Cliff was like oh how we get through this shit is we get drunk 
And Johnny's like, I don't drink, thank you very much. Yeah, Johnny's not ready to tell him that he's an AA goer. And what teenager? Um, what teenager wants to be like? Yeah, I'm a recovering addict. Yeah, that's. I mean, you didn't even get to because the, the, the next the next question, you know, is going to be, well, why are, why are you an addict? Oh, because my dad killed himself in front of me. And now here's when one. a year ago. <laughs> yeah, but I I feel like Cliff's familiar with a recent death as well, so it might not be that surprising to him and one more thing i'd like to point out before we move to a key interaction involving him is that tess his mom cliff's mom makes it a point to like seek out karen johnny's mom and be like oh it's really nice to meet you and like we're gonna be totally best friends we're gonna get along so well and this is gonna be so fantastic and i'm like even karen's face was like what the fuck bitch what are you talking about like real and i was like this is creepy like this is the kind of scenes i'm looking for is tess a total fucking weirdo who's gonna get like stalker-esque herself with the neighbor lady like but they don't give us anything else about that after that point so i wanted to bring it up here and now greta and Cliff have a chat. Yeah, they have got a run-in. It is not a chat. It is a run-in. Well, that's, like, that's you're right. They, like, she, like, walks up and she's like, so you know I fucking hate you, right? Like, you're supposed to stay the fuck away from me. But Cliff's like, listen. And he's like, I got it. I got it. But he's like, I need you to realize that this Johnny character ain't no dummy. So don't fuck around with him. He's not a mark. Don't be fucking saying anything. And she's like, I "I ain't going to. I won't. And he's like, he's like, yeah, not purposefully. But you're dumb as a box of rocks. (laughs) I know it. You know it. Johnny probably knows it. So you need to shut the fuck up and leave him alone. And she's like, fuck you. I hate you. Well, she tells him to stay away. And he's like, of course, that's the deal. I'm like, oh, they have some sort of deal about him staying away from her. And she says, screw you to that. And as she walks away, he's just got this evil so smirk heavy, on his face. Heavy implication that Cliff is got a dark side. Both Cliff and Greta were involved in something very bad that they're both trying to and, keep covered up. And chances are, I feel like it's one of those things where Greta is responsible, but not intentionally. And Cliff was like, we got to fucking cover this up. Or he was just straight up responsible. That's my gut feeling. I don't right remember, now. but I'm not going to say anything just because. That's fine. I'm speculating. Well, now we get Greta and Johnny together after that. Yeah, and Johnny mentions Eddie, and Greta is kind of like, "Oh shit, what do you know about Eddie? Who told you about Eddie? What did Cliff say about Eddie about me? Did what happened? Well, he said that you know, like he didn't like you fucking with his head. I didn't fuck with his head. Thank you very much. You know what this." This uh, cotillion party just isn't for me. I'm going to go home. So they basically said nothing in their exchange. Like, she's like, what do you know about Eddie? I just felt like it. No, no, no. But here's, she, she got she, afraid. She asked, she asked him. Oh, I know, but you made it sound more confrontational than it was. Like, she was mad. That's not really how it played I'm out. I'm going to make everything sound more confrontational. No, but I think it's important here to point out that she wasn't mad at Johnny like that. Because she asked him, did, did he tell you how he died? Referring to Eddie. And her eyes give after he says that cliff said it was an accident her eyes give away that it was definitely not an accident and you know johnny picked up on that too if we're picking up on it as the audience but that's when she gets real nervous and weird about things and takes off because she's like man this dude can this dude can read me i'm not good at keeping my fucking face clear of of my emotions apparently i gotta get out of here and he i don't think he's picking up on the fact that like he's suspicious of her in any way he's just 
he wants to know how he can get with this chick. And he just made a run. Oh, away. yeah. Johnny just wants to smash. That's where he's at right now. Like, I think as the mystery unfolds, he'll get more involved in that. But for right now, yeah, he's just looking to hook up with Greta. And he just made a run away. So he's like, oh, fuck. But really, she's like, I'm about to give away some dark shit that maybe happened in the very bedroom he sleeps in. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Because, yeah, he did move into Eddie's house. Right next door to Cliff. So anyway, that, that that's what they end up doing by the poolside. So then immediately following that, we have another confrontation. And then this one is between Johnny and mom. This is fucked up. And Johnny like basically is all like, why'd you fuck a bunch of other dudes behind dad's back leading dad to fucking kill himself? And she's like, you can't blame me forever on this shit. She comes back with, I didn't I didn't put a gun to his head, Johnny. And he was like, yeah, he what was... What the fuck? And then he was like, yeah, he was going to pull that trigger no matter how many men you slapped with. And I was like, what the fuck are you two doing right now? And she's trying to justify herself and all that by ending it. She's like, it's done. What can I do about it now? Huh? Yeah. Motherfucker. And, and he's all like, he's all like, did you have to get married, like, immediately? Do you even love this dude? And she's like... She's like, I did what was right for us. And he's like, you did what was right or like you love him? And she's like, yeah, of course I love him. He's my husband. Or he's like, she's like, no, she's like, I love, I love him. He's my husband. Pause, with a little pause. And then he's like, hey, you pause there. Oh, by the way, did you even love dad? She's like, of course I loved your father. And, and he's like, see, that's how I know you're not like, that's how I know you don't love fucking this guy, Bob, Bob, stepdad, whatever his name is. Hurricane Bob. And and then she's like, huh, poppycock. And then he comes in the door and he's like, hey, what's up, gang? You got home? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's have ice cream. Back like, to you, I Bob. Like, I just kind of seems clueless. It's just Bob, man. Hurricane Bob rolling through, doing his thing. He ain't worried. He's trying to play he's good. rich as fuck he's trying to play good with johnny too like you can tell he's really not trying to piss johnny off he took his side in the aa thing like not explicitly but definitely didn't fight against him like he doesn't want any beef but johnny's dude that's no. gonna be hard for any kid to deal with this guy coming in no matter what like that sucks but either way now we find out a little bit more about fucking cliff and how dirty he is oh the sadistic dog kicker the fuck man so he's trying to get into what it's his house i don't know he can't get yeah into it looked like door. he's trying to get into his house he forgot his key so he's walking around the back he sees dog fucking barking we Ooh. saw earlier okay, this, this lady lets her dog out all the time the first time that johnny went outside earlier when he saw liza for the first time or saw her in her suit that dog was running around like the dog's just around and so he calls it over and just fucking kicks that motherfucker i was like what the hell yeah, but yeah, he, I, but he's loving it. The look on his face is like, yeah, motherfucker. I wish it I could seems just stop like you a pointless death. scene to me. But at the same time, I guess they're like, no, we got to show these people how sadistic Jack, but, uh, buddy, Cliff is. Almost say if you're going to defend the shock value of the shot in the head earlier, this is exactly the same purpose this scene serves. It is shock, true. Shocking to watch this dude. Well, they don't show him kick the dog, but no, they do a quick cutaway. But you're and then cut back kicked. to the, the dog walking away. He kicked the dog, so, like, that's pretty fucked up. So then we go to Greta crying on a golf course. Yep. And then we go to Oliver. Shit. We go to Johnny looking at the pictures from his phone, or on his camera earlier. Not even his phone, on his camera. Some very cute selfies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's all like, hmm, need to get me some of this. And then we see Cliff 
at his house. Doorbell rings. Yeah, the doorbell rings, and then we take a shot uh, going back to Johnny, and he's all looking at a picture of him and his dad, which I'm like, God damn, that is kind of sad. And then they see his mom. Like, he doesn't see his mom, but his mom was, like, watching him look at this picture of his, like, dad and him, and she's like, oh, fuck. Like, what the fuck has happened in our lives? And then we come back over to Cliff's house, and who the fuck is at Cliff's door? A soaking wet Greta. Okay, we didn't have to put it like that, although it is accurate. (laughs) It is accurate. And she's crying, and she's like, I hate you. And he's like, I know. I didn't mean in the way you thought I meant. I know that you didn't. (laughs) And I shouldn't have even acknowledged that it could have been interpreted that way. It's my fault. I was trying to move on. She says, I hate you. He says, I know. They hug, and she's crying. And Liza is looking on from across the street. Yeah, she is just just scoping out everything in this episode. And she tried, tried to make that second interaction with Johnny, but just couldn't make it happen. But then it ends. We got time. We got a couple more episodes. It ends with Johnny reading a book about poems. So it's it's not a book about poems. It's a book of (laughs) poems. Uh, by, by Pab- Pablo. Pablo Neruda, who is the poet that his dad had referenced in the opening scene is who he yes. wanted to emulate. So it was like, okay. A nice way to finish the episode. Sure. In my opinion. So that's the episode one pilot of Hidden Palms. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about after that episode? One, s- one specific thing I want to point out, and I kind of touched a on it along the way so i don't want to sit here and complain about it too much is at the end of this episode i don't really walk away having anyone that i'm rooting for having anyone that i like having any couples like okay so i want to see liza fucking work it out with johnny although in the eight episodes we get i don't think that's going to happen but that's the only thing i'm even slightly really like intrigued by in terms of relationships the the mystery i was super intrigued by uh eliza but not eliza but by liza there throughout the episode the mystery of the eddie thing like that's intriguing that's enticing we'll see how that plays out but i don't really i feel like that's probably the hook i know it is i absolutely know that it is but i don't care about greta i don't care about johnny i don't care about cliff i definitely don't care about johnny's fucking mom his dad or stepdad was barely there uh all as we talked about all the other secondary adults and shit were inconsequential here and the people i was left to be paying attention to i ultimately just I don't like any of them very much from what I've gotten so far. So that kind of sucks. We'll see how that goes. I'm obviously not writing it off. They could turn that around in the second episode, but I don't like any of them. I actually kind of like all those characters. Liza. To be I, like I like Liza, Liza. the most That's because she's got the most mystery to her. That's not but even true I like me. the intrigue of the darkness of Cliff, and I, I, I want to know the connections between Greta and Cliff because that doesn't seem like a romance gone bad. I'm not saying they're bad characters. I'm saying I don't like any of them. I'm not rooting for any of them. No, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm left rooting for any characters at the end of this episode. I'm more looking forward to seeing, like, I want to know why Greta and Cliff have this animosity towards each other i want to know i guess the only thing that i could say as a bad thing about this episode is i didn't care about greta and johnny really 
and I felt like that was what I was supposed to care about coming out of this episode. It's hard for me to tell. I'll need to see more episodes again to know, because I don't know if I'm supposed to care about those two or if they're making me think I'm supposed to care about those two, but I'm not. Because to me, I could not care any less about those two. That cute conversation they had at the restaurant really just made me go, I don't like these two together. I don't like the way they are together. I'm not interested in it. And it has nothing to do with Poland for Liza. I felt like the show set up, it seems way more likely that Cliff and Greta would be better together. And then Tess and Karen are going to end up together. <laughs> Prediction. I right? don't think not, that's going to happen. Not, again, what but sucks I don't remember. Is, so. not, in the eight, not in the eight episodes, I don't think so. That would play out over the two or three seasons that might have happened. But I'm, I'm going to say that if it doesn't happen, there is a lesbian relationship between Tess and Karen before it's all said and done. All right, so I think that we can both agree that you can go to 50randyquades.com and you can look up all of the episodes from our first TV series that we ever did, all six seasons of Hashtag Greek Chat. Yes, this first episode is going to be a little bit long just because we ran down a lot of in the beginning of kind of like the just the facts and stuff about this show we don't need to add to the end of the episode breaking that down the next six episodes are going to be slower faster and then that eighth episode probably going to be about the same length as this one i'm not going to make any sort of guesses about how long anything is going to be i might have a lot to say well you could uh go to our website 50randyquades.com get all of our episodes about hashtag cage talk 50 randy quades proper and uh now our new shit hashtag desert dialogue um but until next time we watch hidden palms so you don't have to peace out yeah